This is Design Driven, the podcast about using design thinking to build great products in lasting companies. Whether you're running a startup or trying something new inside a Fortune 1000, the tools, methods, and insights we talk about will help you create things people love. And now, your host, Jay Cornelius. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm super excited to have Bo with us today. Bo Ulrey is the design lead for the U.S. Bank Design System team. So he's been working on all kinds of cool UI stuff and UX stuff for U.S. Bank. Uh, Bo, how are you doing? You're joining us from Portland today, right? Yeah, that's right. Doing good. How are you doing today, Jay? Doing great. Thanks for asking. So um, what what are you up to these days? Uh, I, I know it's design system stuff, but uh, give, us, give us a little detail. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, I joined our uh, design system team a few months back, we are in a really awesome pivot moment with our design system, um, taking it from um, supporting a, a small group of our designers and developers to figuring out how it can support our team more broadly. And also, you know, how can it impact our workflow? How can we um, support, you know, a broader audience and support our business objectives more? So. Um, it's, it's been awesome to join this team at a moment when we're really digging into bigger questions, um, bigger questions than just, you know, a text input, but how can we, um, really shape culture and start moving our, our team forward. You've been at us bank for a while and you were at IBM. I think you were working on the Watson team before that. So none of this is really new to you. It's just a matter of how are we, how are you implementing it at us bank, right? Right, yeah, and with IBM, it was a really cool experience. I was with um, the Watson talent team for five years and was able to see uh, IBM design really spin up and become a, a recognizable force within the design world mm -hmm. um, and also see like the carbon design system take shape there. Um, so it was, yeah, it's, it's kind of taking what I learned from that experience and bringing it along um, because yeah, IBM went through something similar with uh, moving from a design system that kind of curated the, the atoms of an experience to something that actually shaped culture and you know, took brand and brought it up to a new stage and really brought experiences to a new level. Um, it's also you know, a huge attractor for high quality talent when you have a, a robust mm -hmm. system like that. Mm -hmm. And you can free designers up to tackle bigger problems, really um, push experiences to a new level. So I'm really excited to, to jump into the financial space. Um, yeah, I've been with U.S. Bank for a couple years, uh, previously on the money movement team. So things like check deposit, bill payments, transfers, um, and now, yeah, digging in on the design system specifically with this new team. Yeah. So in our previous conversation, you, you mentioned um, how design systems can be the connective tissue for the design and development organization, it really kind of unites designers and devs and helps teams speak the same language. Can you talk a, a little bit about what you've seen, um, not just at U.S. Bank, maybe even back to your IBM days, about how that plays out? And then you just mentioned culture. So how do all that stuff tie together? Yeah, I think the the best experiences out there really come from when designers and developers are as shoulder to shoulder as possible. Um, it's not always 
you know, physically possible for tons of reasons these days, but um, the more we can come from the same place and share context together, the more we can uh, collaborate more effectively. So kind of like the, the baseline connective tissue a design system brings is calling things the same thing. So whether we're, you know, calling this a component or a pattern or a template, um, getting those really high level terms to be consistent, um, sharing that same vocabulary, calling a button a button, stuff like that. Um, but then, you know, taking that forward into uh, more and more shared language is, is kind of the first thing to cover off on. It's kind of like when uh, large teams, especially like first spin up a design system, one of the first <laughs> things to get through is just consistency and experiences. Mm -hmm. And that can be, you know, not as exciting. It can feel restrictive, but um, consistency is kind of the starting point. And then from there you can build up, um, you know, dig into workflows, dig into um, how your, your, your tone and voice come through experiences. So it's kind of that starting point for the system and the connective tissue between the different disciplines on a product team. Yeah. And, and we've seen that be true also extending into the business teams, right? So if you're talking about what a button is and you've got somebody on the marketing team calling it a CTA instead of a button, like that creates some of the confusion that design systems are intended to avoid, right? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. And that's, yeah, getting the, the vocabulary on that baseline established. And then also um, design systems are a great tool for putting together like, how do we talk to our customers? What kind of language do we use? Mm -hmm. What's our voice and tone? US Bank is um, set up really well for this because you know we have great marketing professionals. We've got content strategy as a defined discipline within UX. Mm -hmm. um, so you have that um, subject matter expert who can really dig in on, um, sure, like what words we're using within a button and within you know, this context on a page, but also looking at the bigger picture, like what's the actual strategy of how we talk to a user through a check deposit from start to finish. So on right. each page, we're not saying like, you know, the same information or using different terms in different places. Right, so right. there's, you know, and, and building bridges between like the marketing experience and the, the daily use experience. How do we feel like the same brand from start to finish? So yeah. always room to like improve that, but that's the the vision and the design system is a great hub for getting at that problem. Yeah, and it makes it easier to to make that experience consistent, not just across one workflow like a, like a mobile check deposit, but across multiple workflows, so that when you're doing uh, bill pay, it feels this like the same experience that you just had when you were looking at your statement. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So you, you mentioned that content strategy is part of the UX team. Can you talk a little bit about team structure? Like how, how do you set things up? How, what, what teams are responsible um, or, or reporting into, I guess, the design system as, a, as part of the organization? Like how does all that stuff fit together? Yeah, for sure. So we're all essentially product teams now, which is really nice. Um, the UX organization has a lot of different disciplines within it. And that's also its own reporting structure. Um, but functionally designers 
content strategist research, they're embedded within product teams. Mm -hmm. So you, you get that chance to like dig into a customer problem and see it through implementation and be in that space for like a year or two, um, you know, possibly more and really get deep subject matter knowledge of that space within how the bank functions. Mm -hmm. Um, But then at the same time, you're, you're really connected with like the design organization as a whole through that reporting structure. You know, you're set up with a manager who understands design, who can help and guide and, you know, go to bat for you if you need a, you need help um, communicating design and, you know, advocating for your, your customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have communities of practice that go across the design organization. So I lead our team's visual design community of practice. We've got about 80 visual designers and it's just, you know, the sole purpose of these communities is to help people um, connect with other folks within the design org and we can help each other like move through blockers make sure you've got the tools you need make sure you know if someone on your team doesn't understand the role of design or the the time it takes to do good design um, you know we can help communicate that Um, and then especially with you know shifting to remote work with the beginning of covid it was a big um, goal to keep folks feeling connected because you went from being in an office with 30 or 40 designers to being at home. And, you know, that's great, but it's a little harder to connect with that same 30 to 40 people without like always being on Teams or Slack, like typing and reading. Yeah, right. So um, just making sure there's like really easy to find connection points to, um, yeah, like share work and critique, talk about things that are interesting um just you know build relationships and friendships and bridges um even though you know we're not going to the office together yeah and that's we've seen that happen in a number of organizations it's a really interesting point how if you have this this common uh, central source of truth you have this thing that everybody's working on and everyone is using as a as a common reference point it helps bridge the communication gap across geography, right? So if you've got people working all over the world, but they're all working from this common thing, then that makes it so much easier to get things done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's it's cool to see too, like you don't have to be on the design system team to have impact there that the whole you know, organization, our whole customer base can benefit from. So there's, you know, there's so much in a design system from any angle that you look at it, like the the front end experience or the code behind it or the words. Um, there's so much to take and run with and see like, can this be better? Or I understand the standard, but now, you know, we're not talking about a customer experience. We're talking about a banker experience. So could we create something slightly different or push this forward? Um, and then, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, the story of the, the cutouts within corners at intersections. So, you know, instead of having a curb, cut that out so that wheelchair access is a lot easier at crosswalks. 
Um, and it turns out, you know, everybody appreciates that. I like not having to step up out of the street every time I cross. Right. I can have a gentle slope. Um, so finding those moments where like, we might improve this for um, the banker in this, you know, context over here, but then it can actually improve the experience for everybody and no one's going to complain about that enhancement. So it's also cool to see like, yeah, you're, you're able to take the system and contextualize it for, you know, if you're creating for a different audience, but you can also take what you learn from that audience and bring it back for, you know, the global experience too. So right. it's, it's really cool to see that, like the change over time and how we can um, get that sense of ownership across the whole team. Yeah. And in my experience, when a, someone from the business organization comes and says, hey, we need to um, improve this process because we're seeing some metric that we don't like. Um, it's not growing as much as we want or it's, or it's dropping faster than we want or something along those lines. Um, how do we then uh, take their business need and use the design system to achieve a positive result faster than we could if the design system didn't exist? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And I think that's, so I'm not going to quite answer it, but I think that's key for the folks working on the design system to be able to see, you know, like beyond just saving time and money, how is my work impacting the business? Or so like when I was on the money movement team, you could really visibly see like, okay, we made this design enhancement, we launched it, we see, you know, so many more bill payments per month, or, you know, mm -hmm. we see X number of new people adding bills, like we can really easily measure, like our works impact in customers at scale, which is super motivating to me personally. And is that just but, because the because the UI improved because it was easier for people to understand? Yeah, so it would, um, some of the biggest impacts were um, redesigning mobile experiences in, in better ways than we had in the past. Mm -hmm. So enabling, you know, this new function to happen on your phone um, in a much faster way, uh, really tackling like the, the front end user experience, but also the back end and making, you know, the, the, the APIs that go out and get the data that we surface so that you understand what action you need to take, making all that run a lot faster. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just simplifying information, getting it synced up a lot better so you actually have the knowledge to know what to do. Um, so yeah, there, there's a wide range of like what had a lot of impact on um, like the usage data for money movement experiences. Yeah, and it's interesting that um, um... You know, something as simple as a change in the UI, just to make it a little bit closer to what customers expect, can have such a dramatic change on, you know, real tangible business metrics. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, one of the the things that we pushed for with um, some of the latest work we had done was to see um, just usage on mobile phones increase mm -hmm. and yeah it really came down to just making the experience better alone was all that was needed to see 
people um, move more towards, you know, mobile, um, the mobile experience as opposed to the desktop experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's you, it's, it's kind of the, the question of like, you know, how do we look at data? How do we interpret it? How does it guide a product team? Cause you would look at the data and see like, oh, only, you know, 10% of this happens on a phone. So let's not spend time on the phone. Let's focus on the desktop experience. But you can also look at it and say like, hmm, only 10% on the phone. Like, why is that? Could it be better? Could we get to 50-50? Like what, what's keeping people from doing this on their phone exactly. as opposed to yeah. their, cause we know people want to like, you know, it's the classic story like, oh, and then you're on a train and you realize you forgot to pay your bill. And how, how do you do that? Do you leave a note and do it when you get back home or when you get to your desk? Like, no, you want to just do it while you're thinking about it and move on with your life. So, yeah, yeah, that's the the survivorship bias, right? Is that we look at those metrics and we tend to think that those metrics are the you know, we interpret them as oh, well, only ten percent of people want to use mobile, when in fact it's probably more that the mobile usage is in line with with what you see in other sectors. It's just something in your experience is preventing them from using mobile. And so if you improve yeah. that experience, you would see more adoption there. You would see people use it more, which which means people are happier and people are more brand loyal and people can get more things done, which obviously helps the business. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's cool to see the parallels with products like a, a customer facing traditional product project and a design system because um, yeah, you don't quite get the same picture of like direct impact on the customer, but mm -hmm. you can look at, you know, how many people are building with reusable components today? Um, wow, not, not enough. So that in the same way, it's like an indicator, okay, we need to jump in and help teams leverage reusable components more. So, you know, is it like a common repo that's needed? Is it communication? Is it um, getting everyone, you know, using the same language as mm -hmm. they're writing code? Like, what's the blocker and how can we push forward in that? Because, yeah, it's just one of those cases like, well, we do know the direction we want to go. So in this case, like, we're not really letting historical data guide the decision. It's really, uh, we, we have that vision. We know where we want to head. We've seen it work for other organizations. And now we just have to figure out like what are the big blockers and prioritize those and go. Right. And if you've seen the design system be effective for one piece of the organization or for one product that the organization puts out, that's reasonable to expect that you would see the same kind of benefits gained across other products in the organization. You just have to understand how to do uh, how to, those particular things needed applied and then just do the work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, I mean, you know, not to minimize like savings in time and money, uh, because it is kind of crazy, like the amount that an, an organiz a large organization saves when you move from doing like a date picker component ad hoc per project to we're going to make a date picker component that's reusable and, you know, you can have control over it and you can make it be like a single date versus a date range. And it right. works for 
um, React and also Native and you know, really filling in all the gaps so that when designers and developers realize, hey, we should let users you know, pick a date in the future, cool, that's, you just like slap the component on and fix the, the back end all nicely and you know, you're good to go and that's so much faster. So yep. yeah, it really is. Um, and it's nice too, to be able to see like all the open source design systems like Material and Carbon and be able to show, um, you know, in other organizations that are kind of similar, like here's how it works for them. Look at the maturity of their product experiences. Look how quickly they can ship. Um, why can't, you know, we do the same thing. So exactly. That's yeah, where exactly. it heads. Yeah. So I'm not sure how it plays out specifically at, at US Bank, but when we think about the just day-to-day work and the design operations behind producing a design system and implementing a design system. Can you talk a little bit about the process and who's involved and just kind of get a better understanding of uh, what you're doing that might be different from uh, another organization? Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, and so I I can share about our process. Um, People on other teams might be like, oh yeah, that's, that's how it's done. Nothing revolutionary, but um, to me, it, it stands out as really understanding the the product team process and knowing like how they need to be supported. Um, so again, like our, our design system team is at like a moment of pivot. Um, one of the things we're moving towards is having uh, separate teams all working on the design system at the same time. Um, some teams are geared more towards um, creating new components, creating new guidelines, um, helping bring new tools into our workflow. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a mix of, um, you know, like content creation and design ops rolled up into one. Um, Other teams are looking at the the ways that we surface content and how those could be better. So um, looking at like our documentation site, looking at our our component pages and how how could we be optimizing things there? Mm-hmm. Um, so are you working then, with with product owners? Are you working? Yes. Who on the business side are you working with? Product owners. Yep. Yeah. Each team has um, an agile coach, like a Scrum master, yep. and a project owner, um, and then a designer, content, um, and a handful of developers to to really dig in and. Um, understand how to make it as good as it could possibly be. So they are kind of like fully formed product teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got this little um, um, tribe, if you will, of people who's focused on this one product and it's cross-disciplinary and you've got, you've got representation from business, you've got representation from engineering and you've got representation from design and then content. And it sounds like uh, I, I didn't hear research, but you probably have somebody in there who's doing user research along the way, right? Definitely. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. We, similar to our, our content strategy uh, group, we have a research group that's um, yeah, just mind blowingly awesome at um, not just, you know, like facilitating research, but understanding where the products are headed and what are the big questions we should be asking and working, you know, with everyone on the team to understand what questions people have and then going out and 
getting those answers. So it's um, in previous teams, I've had to wear like a few hats at times and maybe do usability testing myself. And um, yeah, it's, it's really like three full-time jobs to schedule all the researching, do the facilitation, do the study, get the findings together, share it with the team, and then make sure the team, you know, really gets it and runs with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, yeah, like super grateful. We have dedicated researchers that are so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine that in the beginning, when you were getting all those team structures together, things probably felt kind of clunky, but then once it's up and running, like it smooths out, like how, how long did that take for you to, to get things spun up and, and to where it started feeling like it was a well-oiled machine? Yeah, so we are still hiring. We're, we're looking to, to fill out more positions within our design system team. Um, but it's, the design system is one of those things where you can, um, you know, you can have a structured sprint cadence. You can identify the things you want to work on. But it's also, um, you know, one of those things where the sky's the limit, like there's always things to tackle and to be pushed forward. So on the one hand, we're still in the process of, you know, getting all the teams in order, figuring out, um, you know, who owns what aspect and how we move forward and stay in sync. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, like the work never stopped. We've always been pushing and and doing work and researching and learning so at the same time we've got a lot of um, really awesome talent within our team that can be in this kind of ambiguous place but you know identify those things that can be pushed forward um, and yeah dig in and and keep pushing things forward even when um, you know details like team structure or um, you know, what should I officially be working on is, you know, not as clear. So right. it's a little bit of both, <laughs> to be honest, but that's not always a bad thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's, and that takes a pretty big commitment from the leadership of the organization to, to make that investment and make sure that you've got talented people on the team and you're using the right tools and systems and such. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's been investment as far as like getting people in the door. Um, it's also been, um, yeah, it, it takes investment to make sure that we have time <clears throat> to do research and we have the time to actually solve problems well. And we're not just trying to, you know, crank through things and get them out the door. So, and then also like as we work to identify tools that could help us design faster, collaborate more, um, simplify and ship things quicker across the org. There's a lot of support from that regard too. So yeah, definitely a lot of, um, a lot of people in our corner and it, it feels good to be able to, um, yeah, be able to move things forward and get that back up when it's needed. Yeah, totally. So what's next? Um, obviously, you know, design system work never ends and products never end and softwares never finish, but, uh, what's next? What are you excited about, uh, in, in the near future? Um, I'm really excited about how we're 
continuing to learn more. So for the design system team specifically, like we're continuing to learn more about um, our product teams and what their needs are and how we can be better partners. So how can we really early in the process identify parts of their experiences that could be valuable to other teams? Like what could we kind of dig in on together, create in a reasonable way and then bring back to our design system mm -hmm. or bring into the ecosystem of reusable components? Um, and you know, how, how does that handholding work? How does that back and forth work? Um, I think that's gonna really help um, build that sense of ownership and build um, just the value that the design system teams can bring, um, again, like directly to the customer. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about, um, yeah, building more reusability and more um, commonality into the customer journey, which we talked about, but um, really as we go forward, like pushing that to a new level. Um, yeah. So those are kind of the the two things that I'm really looking forward to within our design system. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you're, you're doing great work and you're on the right track and uh, I'm excited to see what you, what you do next. So um, thanks for stopping by and, and having a chance to, to chat with me today. Um, you know, always appreciate what you're working on and, uh, and, and it's, it's always good to chat with you. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you and um, learn more about what you're doing or just connect and, and um, uh, get to know you a little bit better, what's the best way to get in touch? For sure. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can find me there. I posted a couple times on Medium, but LinkedIn's probably the best way to get in touch. Um, happy to chat about all things design, design systems. So feel free to reach out. Great. Bo, thanks again, man. Uh, really appreciate it and uh, look forward to chatting with you again sometime soon. Thank you. Thanks, Jay. Take care. I've enjoyed this. Thank you. That's it for today. Design Driven is brought to you by Nine Labs, guiding innovators and product teams through executing their vision. Find out how they can help improve your digital products at NineLabs.com. Have comments, questions, or an idea you'd like us to cover? Point your browser to designdriven.biz and click Contact Us at the top of your screen. We'd love to hear from you. Tell your friends and colleagues about the Design Driven Pod. Post on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or send them an email and tell them to go to designdriven.biz or wherever they find their podcasts. Until next time, remember what Thomas Watson, founder of IBM, said, good design is good business.